Hey guys, it's Brad. Hey, and it's Rich. We uh, Today we've got a little bit of a topic. We've covered probably already a little bit in the show, but uh, we're going to talk about armor and like how that's changed, armor and gear, uh, and how the classifications went away. Yeah, like the, the big one for me, and I'm a little disappointed in this, but I understand why it makes sense, but they completely got rid of item qualities. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not even masterwork anymore. Nope. There's just items. That's all that exists. And uh, it, But it does streamline things, but it means that the rules for runes are a little different now as mm-hmm. well. They definitely made just everything easier. And, you know, I, I guess that was kind of the whole point of second edition is to streamline things. But, you know, it, it was an interesting mechanic to have, like, the expert and, uh, you know, the the different qualities for each of those. Um, yeah, I, some of me is going to miss that a little bit. But this definitely means that we're not going to get bogged down in that minutia and can just keep things flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they even actually, like, condensed the range. You know, before you had your armor and your weapons were, like, plus one through five. And mm-hmm. you could have some cool things you could add to them. Well, now everything only goes to plus three. Mm-hmm. So it scales very differently. And, you you know, you, those pluses are going to be harder to come by and not anywhere near as often. And you're going to be able to stack fewer extra abilities onto it you know having a plus one flaming cold keen yeah uh, weapon is not not, not possible anymore not you, you don't happen. get to do that because you only get uh one enhancement is that the name of the rune or? well they have different kinds of uh, different names for the specific runes and you can only have one primary rune mm-hmm. which is pretty much always going to be your potency in, yeah. in, the, in the case of weapons and armor where that gives you that juicy plus one to begin with mm-hmm. which by the way for weapons that's all it gives you. Yeah. Plus one to attack. Mm-hmm. If you want damage, you've got to put a striking rune on that, which you only get to one add one extra rune. So that's it. Plus one striking weapon until you can upgrade that to a plus two. That's all you're ever going to get out of it. Yeah, and you know a lot of those like flaming or whatever, they're they're big deals. Like, yeah, they they know. can add quite a bit. So you got some fun choices there. But like the the quote unquote obvious choice striking. I mean, especially for a guy like Al. Like, got to get that damage. Yeah, that striking adds an extra uh, die of damage for whatever your weapon is. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty it's pretty good. Now, you know, say Ethan's got that juicy sickle. It only does a 1d4. So that extra d4 isn't as amazing as it is on, say, like a bastard sword or a great sword where you right. can add you know, your d12 or some d6 there. So you're, you're going to get more mileage in the bigger weapons, but that's kind of always the case. Well, that's kind of a custom special item anyway. Yeah, it kind of is. That's all, that's all right. <laughs> Real fun. Uh, and if he dies, I'll just throw that plus one on something else anyway. And then I've got a sickle that shoots fireballs. I can you know trade for a new car or something. Transferring runes is fairly trivial, and you know we already did that with the the crossbow rune that we mm-hmm. or, or uh, sorry we already did that with the bow rune that we transferred over to Father Becker's Morningstar. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's not all that difficult to do. Haytham can do it with his crafting check. It takes uh, up to four days, I think, is the most. Well, and uh, God forbid, but what's neat about that is character death. Before, you'd be like, well, I've got a, a plus one, like, two-handed sword that's a very specialty item for my very special character, and a giant just took my head off. So now the party has this two-handed lump of metal that's magic, but unusable. Well, and, you know, from a design standpoint, it makes it easier, because I don't have to worry about what treasure so yeah. much. I don't have to look at it and say, oh, well, this is a plus two bastard sword, but nobody here can use it. Yeah. You could just transfer that rune over to your long sword or uh, to Father Becker's Morning Star, and I don't have to, you know, spend so much time worrying about what treasure I give you when and where. And we were talking about this the other day, but there's a whole new economy for that. Like before, uh, enchantment you know, weapons, that you got to find someone to do it. 
Like it's it's not just a, oh I, I can go to the store. Like you had to find an enchanter. Now they have the rune stones. There's a whole economy there of guys who just craft rune stones and you can travel with them, take them, and then apply that rune to something you need out in the field. Well, absolutely, it does change that dynamic, and and for the most part, I like that. What it really cuts out is the background stuff that we were all doing and just mm-hmm. spending time on. That it's just not all that big of a story element. At the end of the day, does anybody really care the backstory of your plus one longsword so much? Or do they just, you know, know that you have a plus one longsword? They just know, yeah. And what, you know, there there have been times where a party was looking at an, a, an item that was so good but unusable mm-hmm. that they were considering going back to town to do something with it. Right. This just cuts all that out. Yeah. Uh, now, if you got a guy that can do the transfer, not that hard. You know, it was what, a, a crafting check, pretty yeah, much? Yeah, it's just a crafting If you check. have a half-decent crafter in the field, which, you know, I think Pathfinder 2 is kind of pushing anyway. Yeah, you really do. Somebody needs to be able to decent at crafting in your yeah. party. I mean, like, you, you, like, the medicine skill is not something to sleep on, nor is crafting. Yeah, you know, Hatham may end up being the MVP just for his versatility. No, no, for real. Like... If, if your character has a high medicine, high craft, there is no end to how useful you are. Like, I can climb rocks all day, but everyone's going to look at Haytham like, mm, daddy. Uh, you know, just those extra methods to heal all the different uses of crafting, you know, not only the runes, but fixing shields and even mm-hmm. armor, because your armor can take damage in certain circumstances. You know, that's going to become uh, super handy. Yeah. Like, uh, and I think of, of that more, like, in terms of, like, utility, oftentimes in terms of, like, a bard. Like, maybe not the best combat feature, but has all those extra things. Now, if you're a bard, you should have medicine and crafting. Like, if you don't, it's like, well, that's a neat character concept, but you suck. Like, <laughs> you're bad. We need this. Uh, you know, we do, and that's one of the things that I do like so far that I've seen in 2nd Edition is the way they've changed that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of crafting, hopefully we've crafted a good episode today, so let's get to it. This is the Adventurer's Vault. Follow our epic journeys and hear amazing tales. Join our heroes as they bravely face grave dangers and mysterious evils in distant and unknown lands. Be sure to visit our website, theadventurersvault.com, for episodes, links, and show notes. Music and sounds provided by Sirenscape. And now, it's time to open The Adventurer's Vault. Now, if memory serves, the four hunters have gone uh, back into travel mode here as you're trying to track down the cultists, I think is what you're referring to them as. So, um, on account I'm, of them being in a cult, yeah, uh, that yeah. you know, it's apropos. It's a weird nickname, I know. I don't remember multiclassing. Did you guys do that? I think it's just a moniker, not what? so much an oh, actual class oh, name. Oh, oh, yeah. okay, my bad. Yeah, hopefully the jokes get better as the episode goes along, <laughs> folks. <laughs> four hunters hey, are our official name. We now. just We're went in cold club. with no warm up. <laughs> this is what you get. <laughs> So uh, there, we have a map here on the table, and we're going to throw that up on social media after this episode, or somewhere around time around this episode. So you can kind of follow along if you'd like. Uh, you guys are left the shipwreck area here, and you're going to kind of follow this northeasterly path along the coast as you kind of cut back inland. And I think your plan was to then cut further inland before you get to these rolling hills and see if you can't come across the trail of those cultists who were heading north. 
And that's pretty much what you have. Is there anything else there, or am I remembering that correctly? I mean, that's the plan. I think before we left, um, after, you know, healing up and all that kind of stuff that we needed to do, I was going to do a little experimentation uh, with the dagger to see if I can uh, uh, find out what happens to one of those daggers when one uh, sends some uh, sweet, sweet uh, positive energy in that direction. Uh, sure. How? I mean, what? how did you want to do this? Were you taking any precautions? Well, I think the thought was that we would put it about 30 feet away, sitting on a rock, and then I believe that our very generous judge uh, thought that I would be able to uh, use the uh, spell, or the cantrip, I should say, um, Disrupt Undead, um, to uh, to direct it at that, given the fact that it's a ranged, positive energy type spell. Okay. Um, is everybody cool with uh, Father Becker's plan over yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I, like, I like to imagine we were hiding behind rocks. <laughs> it created a <laughs> bunker. Like, yeah, it's like, like a bomb test or something. We're like... Like an episode of Mythbusters the, here? Yeah, we're like mm-hmm. peeking over the rock. Like, mm-hmm. We'll also arrange a circle of dead bodies immediately around it, because why not, right? Let's see what happens. <laughs> that looks all intimidating. That. <laughs> Boom. That, oh, no, I, I was okay up till that point. Yeah. <laughs> like... Just, it's just some dead ogres and trolls. It'll be fine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Where did we get those? Uh, you know, it's been a long night. So, All right, so you have the dagger out uh, a little 30 feet, 30, 35 feet away. Or is the range of the spell 30 feet? 30 feet, I believe. All right, so you are at the max range. That's right. I'm like leaning over as far as I can to take my finger. In. All right. Uh, now, th- how much damage does this spell do? Uh, I believe Disrupt the rep- the Undead does a fairly minimal amount. It's... Um, uh, give me two seconds, and I will tell you. Some more. It's just positive energy. Yeah, right. I want to say it's one d eight, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know what? <laughs> that would be a great thing for me to have looked up just before we started this. I'm sorry about that. Um, anybody got? Um, uh, oh, there's the one of them. Their fancy books. Ah, I knew it. All those fancy books. Well, well, I look at this delightful hardcover core rulebook produced by Paizo, the Pathfinder Society role-playing game. Huh, seems like that's a good purchase for folks. Say, is that on shelves now? Mm-hmm. Why, as a matter of fact, it is. You can find it at your friendly local gaming store. It's also available from a variety of online retailers. I'll mention I don't own a hardcover copy myself. In case Paizo would like to send one out, I'd be happy to... Uh, yes, Paizo. That's right. 1d6, I'm correct. Uh, plus my spellcasting ability modifier. All right, so. why don't you go ahead and roll damage on that? I believe the targeting is rather easy. Let's see what... Uh... <laughs> well, look at that. That's three points of uh, positive energy. Okay, so what happens, uh, you point your, your fingers and some positive energy leaps out, hits the dagger, and when it does, there's a, a, it's a pretty loud crack, mm-hmm. and there is a flash. It's almost like a, a, a flashbang grenade went off, but those of you standing a little further back, it looked a little more like a minor lightning strike. It did, not exactly, but that's kind of, you know, seemed like something kind of arced down, smacked it. Um, it let out a pretty good loud boom, nothing to, to cause any damage, just more of a frightening, shocking uh, display. And uh, then it's done and then it's over. That is pretty much all it. There's the, the crack, there's the light, and uh, you can go up and look at the dagger. I will go up and look at the dagger. Has it, has it cracked in some manner? Is it shattered? Uh, it looks a little burnt, mm-hmm. so to speak. Not, scorched? Yeah, a little scorched. Uh, nothing quite so thorough. Uh, but it does seem to have taken some damage. And, you know, before you could sense that they were kind of filled with negative energy. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's less of it now. Okay. Well, what I will do is go back to that 30-foot mark. And, um, you know, these are cantrips, so I can use them over and over again. And I will I will continue using them until that effect stops. Um, okay, so go ahead and roll the dice again. Okay. Uh, this one is five, or excuse me, four points of... Um... Uh, you know, pretty much the same display. It might have been a little bit louder pop, mm-hmm. uh, okay. a little bit louder crack. 
uh, four again, because I'm rolling great. Uh, I'm getting these out of the way now. And uh, again, those of you standing back, you notice this this is loud. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not so loud that it's hurting your ears, but it's that it's the loudness where it you know, it stings Mop. a little bit. Mop. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, Alder's like, crap, this is loud. So he's not <laughs> watching this display. He's going to be looking everywhere else just to make sure like no one sneaks up on him. Because okay. this is probably louder than we want. Yeah, and it, it's a little echoey, you know, like a, a, a loud firecracker. It kind of rumbles up and down uh, a little ways, but... Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm forgetting this. I think, uh, actually, uh, cantrips automatically scale in Pathfinder, don't they? Uh, they do, yes. Yeah, okay, actually, so th I'm actually doing a bit more with each shot. I'm sorry, okay. I should be rolling a 2d6 plus 2. So, oh, well, shit, look at that. That's a 12 plus 2 is 14 points on that most recent Ooh. one. So the last one, as Father Becker finally puts the, his full mojo behind it, and it smacks it. The, the lightning strike, so to speak, is even stronger, even louder, even more powerful. Now, once again, it's not enough to do any damage to you, but Father Becker, you kind of have to blink away the brightness. You know, it doesn't really blind you so much as just kind of you have to blink it away, as well as now your ears have a really solid ring to them mm -hmm. uh, from the sound, uh, and it was, it was much louder than the previous ones. But with that one, as you go up, the, the dagger seems to have... You know, the, the metal has split in an area, and the handle has now almost burnt all the way through and is brittle and crumbly. Mm -hmm. And the runes that you see before are pretty much gone, and your keen eye senses that there really is no magic left in this dagger anymore. Well, it's good to know that these foul artifacts can be, um, can be uh, destroyed in such a way. Yes. So. Excellent, Father. There's two more. Oh, well, here we go. <laughs> um, now, w one of them, I recall, had relatively minimal energy left. Um, do you all not think we should save one of these, again, just for further research, if necessary? I mean, we could put it in a lead-lined case. I'm sure I carry three or four of those around. Uh, I'm kidding. And then uh, <laughs> they're like, really? <laughs> Look at me like, why? It was about this? to be some shit. <laughs> like, well, yeah, that's why I carry the heart of the lich in one. I told you I had that, didn't I? Found Good it the one. other day. I thought about it, honestly, yeah. from like just sneaking one and then at some weird moment against someone I really didn't like being <laughs> like, suck on skeletons, <laughs> bitch, stab. But mm -hmm. I was like, no, no. Um, I'm not, yeah, I wouldn't suggest we ever use it, but I'm wondering if one of the ones that contains the least amount of, of negative energy in case we need to do additional research. Um, but I definitely agree with blowing up everything else. I mean, what do you all think? I think it would tempt Asherian too much. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> well, I know. I think, <laughs> I think the Asmodians have expressed a bit of interest, though, in some of this cultist nonsense. And uh, Well, you what, sure would like to please them now, wouldn't you? What an, <laughs> uh, heavens no! What an interesting concept, giving things to the Asmodians to please them. <laughs> Ha is is now later? Is now a good time? <laughs> uh, I haven't the slightest idea what you're talking have you, about. Have you always been able to cast fireball, young friend? Yes. I think you chose not to use that at the roughly 110 times that would have been helpful previously. Tactically saved it for later. Can only do the one ever, so don't worry about it. So anymore. that'll never occur again. No, no. Dearest Haytham, I would <laughs> hate to be so rude as to say you're lying, but. That's such a strong word. I'm glad you didn't use it. You're not particularly good at it. Oh, uh, well, you're correct. I have a deception of zero. Well, so, Haytham. You'd be surprised <laughs> to hear mine is well, considerably higher. While this conversation is going on, and they're kind of hounding you about your, your shiny new weapon, uh, and you're defending yourself, you know, you're thinking into your head, uh, how, do I, how do I 
fight against this? You know, what, what, what logical argument do I use to kind of throw them off of my trail? And as you're thinking that, this thought comes to you. Um, and the thought is, is simply this. Uh, you shouldn't take that from them. And as soon as you have that thought, <laughs> there is a moment where you realize that that wasn't your thought. You just heard that. You also notice that that moment that your hand had moved its way down to your scythe at your belt. And it said what now? They said, you don't take them from that, don't, or don't take that from them. <laughs> what, what, what was that? Excuse me? I'm sorry. What? Are, are you what? okay? I, I see that hand dropped his iron. I'm, I'm pulling. Like, you want to say that to my face, <laughs> Oh, wait, this isn't a Western. <laughs> Has the sun gotten to you? I, it, it, I mean, it is bright here on the beach. You look a little um, strange. No, no, it just, uh, I was, uh, you know, going to give it nice polish. I got it a bit bloody last time with the uh, fighting and... Such? Yes, yes. I really like gesturing like gung-ho with the scythe in his hand. Hmm. Really just want to, you know, polish her up. Get her in fine condition. Don't want to, you know, let her get rusty or anything. Oh, no. Especially with all the sea air. Right? Oh, yes. Gotta... Mm -hmm. The salt, uh, well, Alder can tell us all about that. The salt will uh, rust her in no time. So Asherian is just kind of giving Alder like the side-eyed kind of look, just like, uh, you I'll, seeing this? I'll, anyway, I'm gonna go over I'll, that way. Alder's contemplating like how to return that side eye without being like, "You're not off the hook either." <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, murdering ghosts. That's usually they show up and go, "Boo!" This, these are like, "Well, we're gonna kill dudes and then raise them from the dead." In the, in the past week, uh, Atham's been addicted to drugs. Is acting weird. <laughs> The sherry has been wonky. Father has been relatively normal. <laughs> For being the chosen well, he, one yeah. and possibly bringing about yeah, the yeah. Since, yeah. I'm just a simple fighter in a world too big for me. Well, he hasn't looted any corpses recently. So did you guys decide, are you keeping yeah, well, one of the know, daggers? Yeah, we do that every day. <laughs> every day. You guys give me shit about the boat thing every single well, time. Well, he was innocent. Shirin, I have seen you put on a rubber glove and reach up a dude's ass looking for gems. And you're giving me shit about taking a breastplate and a robe and a book. I mean, damn. He did literally you know, tear someone's soul from their body. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. we but did. he we earned it, I, though. But he wasn't that. a pastor. <laughs> that wasn't a pastor either. Let's be he, honest, I'm still sort of not. <laughs> I wasn't pretending to be one at the time. On the record, after. I've never given you shit about it. No, no, it's <laughs> like... I, I agree. It's like, that dude's dead, I'm on a boat, he's got a Snickers. Under I'm, a pirate attack. I'm hungry. <laughs> the boat is on fire, taking water... And there are pirates upstairs murdering dudes with cutlasses, and everyone's like, how dare you take that? The, the, yeah, the question you? isn't if. It's like, do mm -hmm. I want it now? Do I want to save mm -hmm. it for later when I'm a little hungry? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Daggers, did you guys keep one? or I think we're keeping one. I <laughs> vote no, strongly. Oh, well, all right. I mean, I... I, I mean, it's a party vote, but yeah. I, th I think we all know that I'm not that keen to... Word, evil artifacts. Again, if we hate them, if we keep one, no idea what you're talking about. Again, if we keep one, we should keep it hidden from the Asmodians. I will likely try and get it. They love getting it. What's funny? You know what? So all the time they're trying to get it. So someone other new will hold it. What is? I was just thinking that. I'm like, 
Well, my my initial thought is that well, this the, the scientist, the, the scholar should probably hold on to this, and also then that makes people not suspect Father Becker, who everybody's you know occasionally glances at me and you're like chosen one, huh? But um, now, now I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> now, do I in character really have anything to suspect? of his dark secrets and his allegiances. So there, There's pretty much only one way Alder is going to be cool about it, and that's if I hold on to it. <laughs> I, here's the deal. Alder, if you give us your word that you won't destroy it until we all agree that it's a good thing to do, I have zero problem with you holding it. I, I, I would feel... If, if it helps, I don't actually have a way to destroy it. Well, but I mean, you could toss it in the ocean or down a well or something like that. Even then, I don't think that's a good idea. Something loaded with no. I, I'd prefer we actually destroy it. But if if you are the three of you are dead set on this, how, how about this? I, I also don't have a problem with eventually destroying it at some point as well. But if there's still something we can learn from it, I, I'd like to hold on to it just for that reason. If, I, if I at some point we realize we're not going to, which I doubt severely, we should destroy it. I, I'm I am in agreement. I do not dispute that. Sharon, are you okay with that? I'm not against trying to learn more about the cult, but at the same time, I'm not necessarily saying it's a good idea to have boons from a cult just carrying around on us at all times, because it is filled with some negative energy, and that mm-hmm. could cause more problems than what we could gain. It was also used by a ghost friend of yours, a murder some dude, so yeah, I mean... <laughs> Which is a strong case for <laughs> okay. getting rid of it. I, Once again. The dagger does seem more dangerous than the book that we were uh, so quick to hark into pieces. We didn't know as much at the time, though. Well, once again, though, if it, if a ghost was able to materialize a dagger and then kill people with said dagger, there could be something to learn from it there. Having said that, those men didn't have those daggers on them. Mm-hmm. So not only did, did they appear, he materialized those daggers. There's also the issue, too, that... that um, we also have to recall that that dagger, it might have the property of being able to be wielded by us against incorporeal undead, which normally is hard, from what I've heard, I know just a little bit about the undead through my studies of religion, that um, if it is one of those types of weapons, it might be useful. Which then again would be good in my hands. Mm-hmm. I, I hand it over to Alder and say, well, if you all don't strongly, strongly disagree, why don't we keep this one and, until such time as we des- decide we don't need to learn anything more from it, and then, b- and by God, we get rid of it. Alder wraps it up as heavily as he can and puts it in his bag. Plot twist, Alder's evil and starts stabbing you. <laughs> Just <laughs> waiting for it. Had a feeling it was good. Not in broad daylight. I mean, I got a stealth score. I'd wait all till right. night. Wait I, till ca- we go I again. cast Fireball on Brad's character. So uh, do you, you actually said you couldn't do that. Do you have character sovereignty anymore? <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> ask, ask the scythe if it's okay. <laughs> so with the dagger situation under control, you guys resume your travels? Yep. We're proceeding at a light jog. Uh, okay, so forth you go. I want to hang back just a little bit out of your shot and like actually take the scythe for a second and inspect and be like, was that you? Like, hold it up to my ear. And nothing happens. Do, do you guys realize that all, every single one of us now has private conversations with shit that isn't there? Like, like I'm, I mean, I'm talking to my God occasionally, you know, and praying, and, and, and Shirion has, you know, undead friends that apparently he shows up that no one else can see, and we've heard from previous episodes that maybe that's something like that's going on with Alder, and now you're talking to your, your scythe. Whenever we're out of weir shot, that's, that's the actual end of the campaign. You're going to wake up and you're in an asylum. Yeah, we're all just bat, <laughs> bat fucking crazy. There's the the town of uh, Port Holbeck and there's a snow glo- 
open work. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we already had the port elsewhere comment. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think we did. Yeah. So traveling, you ago. And you're moving close enough that you can still see the beach, uh, simply because that is the most convenient area to travel. Uh, the upper sections of the beach, you can make good time. There's not a lot of foliage there, and uh, it's fast travel. So uh, the next day, you guys travel, uh, the same day as the dagger, you travel as much as you can, you make camp, you move on, nothing happens. So the next day, it's a little before noon, and you see uh, ahead of you a little ways, uh, different, uh, a lot of birds. There's something there. They're circling. They're landing. Uh, it's a little ways up the beach. So carrion feeders? It looks that way, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, well, let's head in that direction. Okay. Uh, I'm going to move kind of stealthily. You uh, want to go up in front? Yeah, but I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and draw at that point. Like that, okay. That's not normal. So everybody else uh, drawing weapons and moving up. Anybody else stealthing or... Drawing weapons. <laughs> hey, I will... Cast fireball in the midst of the carrion birds just because he can... Uh, I, if he's drawing his weapon, Falder's drawing his weapon, I will also draw my weapon. Me too. Okay. Did you ever put it away? Because <laughs> mm. you were rubbing it on your cheek a moment ago. Actually, I... a little blood. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I just sleep with it under my pillow. Uh-huh. I noticed that. You've torn up three pillows so far. Yes, it's, it's very uh, sharp. Yeah, it's uh, probably going to cut my ear off at one mm. point. But they keep catching fire. Acceptable losses. <laughs> that worries me. I like to keep my pillow warm. It's like a heating pad underneath <laughs> the pillow. Uh, but yeah, I will so, also probably try and be stealthy. Okay. So as you move forward, uh, Alder and Haytham, give me a perception check. Hey, 22. 23. Suck it. All Thank right. you. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. As you guys move clo- closer, finding some foliage to use as cover... Uh, you are eventually able to see there are uh, six bodies on the beach. They seem to be lined up. It's not They're not scattered about. They are stacked pretty much next to each other. They all appear to be dead, and there are uh, different birds coming down and uh, chomping away at them. Well, we, can, we should examine the bodies to see what more we can find, but by all means, don't take anything from them, because that would be... <laughs> would be a yeah, a moral, gross right? abuse of the yeah. sanctity of the dead. That's exactly correct. Yeah. Never hear the end of it, will right. you? Right, no, it's forever. You'll do, be... uh, based, I mean, they're probably... Uh, do they look like they might be sailors? Um, possibly. Should I perform a thorough autopsy? <laughs> no, uh, it's we're... forbidden! Are you guys going to move closer to the body? Yes, yeah, but keep an eye out for possible ambush. Away slowly. I'm keeping. Now that I've seen the bodies, I'm watching everywhere else <laughs> but okay. the bodies. So everybody is thoroughly looking about. Uh, as you get closer, yes, these are obviously human corpses, and they do look, uh, uh, for lack of a better phrase, piratey. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far, you see nothing else amiss, mm-hmm. other than now you also notice that there's a few land animals. Uh, some crabs and so on and so forth that have come up out of the water and are getting themselves a little snack. And it looks like these they may have been here a little bit. Hmm. So can we tell how long they look like they've been here? Yeah, you want to get a little closer and do some more examining. But from here, you're saying these aren't fresh. These are a day or two old, maybe. Now, do they look like they washed up or that they were... You know, they were on the land and, and being active at the point that they were felled or felled. No, you, they were placed here. You can tell just simply because they're shoulder to shoulder, completely in line. Um, and, you know, th- this is almost as if somebody dragged them here and placed them that in that order for a reason. But what that reason is, you have no idea. Let's head on up. Um, Asherian is that's going to, before we walk up there, is going to check to see if he can see any footprints or dragging lines or anything on the sand. Ne- around the 
bodies to see if there's any signal that someone else okay. was here recently. You know. All right, so you guys go ahead and approaching it close to the bodies. Uh, Ashirian, give me a uh, perception check. And uh, if you're listening, that lovely sound of dice rolling there is actually from our new dice tower that we got from the Game Burner folks. Uh, it has our logo on it. It's a little foldable dice tower, and it's pretty awesome. Those guys make mm-hmm. some new stuff. We'll put pictures of that up as well. And uh, but we really like it. That's yeah. Check cool. out their Etsy. They're pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, all this stuff is really cheap. It, it's it's made out of uh, wood. They they do some sort of a CNC machine. Uh, we actually have the tiles here. We're going to use if we ever get to any combat. But uh, the dice tower is pretty pretty sexy. It, it is nice. I was just going to mention something. My intention actually is to steal that dice tower at the end of uh, our recording session today. So okay, that's good uh, to know. Yeah. Are you going to wait for us to die tragically first and then steal our stuff? I or? Just, I'm just keeping it a secret. I'm keeping it on the download. But it's so cool that I want it. So what was the result of that roll up there? A twenty-five. Oh wow, that's a lot. So here's what you see: um, the t- the the bodies have been placed to where when the tide is high the water comes up and kind of brushes the lower edges of the body. Now, right now, the tide is a little low, so the water's not making it up to the bodies. Point being is that somewhere around knee to ankle height, the tide has recently washed away any evidence that anybody had been there. However, up above the bodies, there are numerous footprints and tracks that you can see. Just at a glance, you think that the combat that felled these people happened just short, just a little ways away from the beach, just slightly inland, uh, and they were dragged, you see where they were dragged down to the beach and placed in that location. Now, a few things that don't need perception checks. These people have been placed with their arms crossed over their chest. Two of them, the arms are no longer that way. It looks like the birds have kind of pulled them loose, but you can see how they were almost ritualistically placed that way. And they are just completely set up in line. Um, These are definitely pirates, and as a matter of fact, you don't have to look very hard to see that these have Dark Lancer tattoos. Mm. While he's doing that, Hatham would like to point out, you know, every group of bodies we've ever found this way has come to life and tried to murder us. Maybe we should make haste. Hmm. This will be the fifth time it's bloody happened. Not bad advice. Quickly, um, may, not quickly necessarily, but may I make a uh, either a religion or a cultism check to see if there's some sort of significance of the way that these bodies have been placed? Um, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, either one in particular? Or? Uh, go ahead and do occultism. Occultism, okay. Uh, that's a 17. Nothing, I, I, actually, I apologize. It's only a 15. Nothing strikes you as you know uh, what this reference might be, but you're pretty certain this seems ritualistic. This is Somebody did this uh, for a reason. You just don't know why. This okay. has all the trappings of some... It's much like how the pirates or like Alder, how you would return them to the sea. The other pirates, how you floated them out in and let the sea take them. This feels like that, but not exactly the same uh, religion or superstition, so to speak. I'll share that with the party members. Responding mm-hmm. to what Haytham said, like, there's about five chops, and Alder tosses five heads into the woods. Okay. Um, you could make me a medicine check over there, Haytham, just before he's doing that. This will be a simple thing you can notice. Nice. They were beheaded. Pretty. <laughs> I think the, the method of their demise was they've lost their heads. Oh, that's a 12. Would I have had a chance to say uh, that? Sure, yeah. Anybody who's looking at the bodies can make the medicine check. Gosh, I'd probably roll better if only I had one of those. Sweet, sweet, free <laughs> dice towers. Yes, what's their who name said, again? Who uh, said they were free? Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, for sponsorship, right? We should all get some. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, this is medicine, uh, uh, 17. Uh, uh, Shireen? Uh, 
after uh, Alder has, has chopped some of their heads off, uh, I'm just going to kind of walk up and I'm going to tap Alder on the shoulder and point to the general direction and, and show him where the sand lines have been drawn, where the people were dragged. So point towards where they were coming from inland. Let uh, he want to do that. Let him do the medicine check. Yeah, that, uh, medicine. Uh, you, you can definitely see weapon wounds on these corpses. Okay. Um, slashing and stabbing is what so you're seeing. bladed weapons as opposed to maybe like arrows or darts or something like that. Absolutely. Now, I believe, Asherian, you have weapon lore. Why don't you give me a weapon lore roll? Weapon lore? I have warfare. Or, sorry, warfare lore, not weapon lore. I was going to say, that would be really specific. It's pretty metal, though. That's going to be a 25. Like right. a library. Um, yeah, you look at those and you're like, well, those are obviously spear wounds. You can see where they pulled the spear backwards and sliced as well as, you know, stabbed directly inwards with the spear. It's, it's obvious to you. You mentioned that? The yeah. Spartans Alder. have been here. Can I Alder make a sailing lord checked? Because that doesn't sound like a weapon I'm familiar with in any group. Um, what are you wanting to know here? Who would be wielding spears? You know, from a sailing standpoint, that's not a common sailing weapon. No. Because it's, it's large. It's too big to wield on a ship. Uh, not that you've never seen one before, but that's not something just, sailors use very just often. Just the mere fact I wouldn't know tells right. me something I know. Yeah, right? I don't think there's any role. Need, you know, you, you just know that that's not a common sailor weapon. If, you, yeah, if he shares that, I'm like, mm, sailors generally don't use spears. Well, given the fact that these uh, these tracks seem to indicate that the... Uh, that they came from the um, from the, the foliage from from inland. Uh, I wonder if we we're talking about some sort of natives uh, to this area that uh, that might use even. How about another well, set of perception checks? Anybody? More primitive weapons. Well, it's... oh, how about a twenty-five down here? Oh, yeah, Father Becker. As you guys are looking over those tracks and Asherian's pointing them out to yeah, you. Yeah, beat me by one. You, you go, and Alder, you notice this too. It's pretty obvious once you guys see the right track. That there is a this is a really good solid imprint into the sand that stayed there, and it has the general size and shape of a human foot, but it is obviously webbed. Interesting. So webbed. Um, anybody? So what would uh, knowledge for identifying some sort of humanoid who is not human uh, be these days? Once upon a time, it was um, knowledge. It wasn't nature, was it? Was well, I mean, you guys would know that like sea creatures exist. Um, some sort of or yeah, those kind of things. But as far as identifying them from a track, I don't know that anybody has the relevant skill. Okay. Hmm. Well, so I'm thinking humanoids. We're looking for some primitive humanoids who. Also, this hmm. isn't like this is close yeah. to what a ritual would be for burying the dead of a pirate. Like someone thought maybe this is what they would have wanted, which is strange in itself because whoever killed these people took care of the body. Well, so, here's also the thing. Spears are a defensive weapon. You never really want to use them on offense unless it's a last resort. Do we think the fact that the sea touches these bodies apparently when it's high tide might be some sort of uh, part of the ritual to keep them from turning into undead? Hard to say. And then Alder starts dragging them away from the water. <laughs> <laughs> but they're headless at this point, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now I don't think they're a threat. I still don't like them because they're dark lancers. Yeah, well, I mean. So you have beheaded these bodies. Are you guys doing anything else to them? Or I intend disrespect is really what. They've probably already <laughs> been searched for um, for valuables, but you never know. Let's uh, let's start poking around in their What a surprise. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Sheridan, get your oh, gloves yeah. for ass checking. Um, <laughs> you found no weapons, no packs, and no armor. They just had their clothing on. Mm -hmm. uh, why don't we give me some perception checks as you guys are milling around trying to sort we're, this puzzle. We're looking for gems in Holy the cavities. Smokes. 
Well, all, right. It's, all right, turn your stump and Throwing cough. it across the way. Yeah. I got a 26. Oh, but we got the same. 10, 26. Uh, 18. 18 over here. So, Alder, you're sitting there looking at uh, the bodies, where they were positioned, how the tides would relate. As you're thinking about that, you see something in the water, and you move a little closer to the edge, and you realize just a little ways into the water, you see what looks like their equipment. Weapons, armor. It, it's just about the right distance for somebody who will give it a good heave-ho from the, the beach to where it would have landed. I'd be like, uh, check it out. That stuff. Well, okay. well, well, well. Hey, hold. Let the let the treasure flow. Hold my jacket. All right. He takes it, throws it. Like drape it over my arm like a butler. <laughs> <laughs> now you, it's it's taking you this many episodes to finally figure it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I go swim. And then I draw okay. the scythe. It's not a difficult swim, and they're not really far out, and it's really not very deep yet there. So it's more of a swim out, and you just kind of dive down, and you look. And sure enough, there is kind of a pile of their weaponry. It's not placed there. It literally looks just kind of scattered around like somebody would have thrown it out there. The backpacks have some uh, had some rocks added to them to weight them down. Uh, everything else was heavy enough to sink on its own. And it shows, you know, it doesn't take long before the ocean will start a uh, start rusting away at a steel sword. Mm-hmm. So you see the signs of that already on the weaponry and the armor. Uh, it kind of confirms your idea that they've been here maybe a day or two. Anything that looks rusty, he'd probably leave, because you know magic weapons don't do that really. So uh, nothing out there is not already starting to rust. As far as if you want to double check in the packs, yeah, it's what you would expect to find. Yeah, nothing crazy here. This uh, was a um, this was an expeditionary force, so you find the things you know, some ropes, some uh, you know water skins, some food. Most of it ruined. Mm-hmm. Uh, we eat it anyway. Half <laughs> half drunken bottle of uh, um, McGinty's. Yes, I'll take that if it's sealed. You know. Why is the McGinty's gone? <laughs> <laughs> Two fresh bottles still sealed. Uh, but it includes. I mean, we know they're dark lancers, but if there's anything I think we can salvage, clue wise, because my really character is trying to find a clue. You really time. don't find anything. You see more evidence that these were dark lancers. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, if we feel we've given uh, both the bodies and the um, equipment a fairly good look, I think we can. Should we dispense with this and move? Continue on. Yeah. Uh, there, are, there are children to save. I'm no. still not unconvinced they might rise from the dead without their heads and try and rip us apart. So yes, I still think we should go. All right. Yeah. It'll just be funnier. Yes. Comic relief, <laughs> as we're disemboweled by the headless. <laughs> Good day, listeners. This is Saul Carvey broadsending for Kasserat Public Radio, beaming around the globe from the Hellspire Tower in downtown Kasserat, bringing you the rest of history. Following up on our Divine series and what we know of our current pantheon, we continue with what we do not know. Scholars and explorers have found little information on the God's War, and we even know less about the time before. To be sure, many gods died, but there is much debate on how many. Some theorize the number to be as small as a dozen, while others present evidence that we once had a large pantheon, numbering closer to fifty gods. To complicate matters further, many of the people at the time were scattered and shared little information, each sharing a depiction of a divine being that might have been one and the same. More recent finds have even shown evidence of ancient divine races, no longer found in our realm seemingly erased from history upon the death of the god they served. And now you know the rest of history. Good day. We're going to get you, Traveler. 
Well, hello there, sweet cheeks. I'll take the devil's serving of you, scrumptious. McGinty's never a bad decision. Always knew that level of monk would come in handy. Based on what I know about the undead, do, do we feel we should return these bodies to the sea to have the best chance of them not soaking up negative energy? And you know of no around? connection there. Okay. I mean, no, nothing you've seen as far gives you any information either way as far as whether or not water would affect any of those effects. Mm-hmm. I just know that they would. the tide would probably eventually take them out and away from the... Yes, but they haven't earned that. I mean, if you move them down closer to the sea, then yes, the tide would take yeah. them. Right, and I, I know you don't want to give them that benefit, but on the other hand, if it's like, well, we just let five undead go wandering around in the woods. Yeah, Alder's dragging them up further up right. so that the animals can have at them is meant disrespectfully. It's, it's yeah, no, A I mean, sailor would be, that's the worst death you can have. There's so much more awful shit in those woods, though, that like... All right. What's five more little skeletons? <laughs> a year later, it's like, you know, zombies are now <laughs> running rampant over the entire... Somehow they found a way to reproduce. Although your wife and kids are dead. It was five skeletons. No! They were headless. No! no. <laughs> Twilight Zone credits roll. Apparently they, they gnawed them with the bloody bony stumps of their heads. <laughs> so you guys moving on? Yeah. yeah. And again, you guys are trying to travel at a quick pace. Yeah, you we're, are, we're setting the pace. Yeah, yeah you're not, uh, you're not uh, going at a leisurely casual... Uh, stride, you are trying to cover ground. My goodness, it's hot. Has anyone noticed that? I, am... I don't know what I've been told. All your guys' bullshit is getting old. Well, I've been <laughs> carrying your coat for 500 feet. That's why I'm so fast. Bloody <laughs> hell. <laughs> really heavy coat. I can't believe you wear this thing in this climate. It's bloody hot. Give me that, you big pussy. It keeps lead weights in the pockets. You know that, right? Yeah, that's how I train to fight um, Namekians. Interesting. What's <laughs> Namekian? <laughs> Feeling well, like the rest. Like the rest. <laughs> so you guys have made your way further up the coast. It's getting close to evening, and you're you're thinking about what point do you stop? But it's n- you haven't quite lost the light yet, and you're getting uh, pretty far northeast before the the land is going to turn back north somewhere in this area here, which nobody can see except for though you guys are watching me point. Um, we're and, almost at the end of the isthmus. We're we're on sort of yeah. And and again, you look up ahead and you see another gathering of birds. Looks somewhat familiar. Well, let's go check it out. Same procedures as last time. Yeah, weapons, stealth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And pretty much the same story as last time. The only difference is there are only five bodies this time. Last time there were six. Uh, They have been arrayed in the same fashion, dragged down to the beach into the same uh, basic location. Uh, They look like the, once again, day or two ago, somewhere in the neighborhood, hard to say. And uh, everything looks the same if you approach. But these are also more dark lancers. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll, I'll go check where the gear was last time. Uh, you want to look out in the ocean? Yeah. To see, uh, same thing. You see the gear in roughly the same location. It's not. It's not specific. Like I said, if somebody were to stand about the edge of the water and start hurling stuff out there, this is about the yeah. scatter pattern you're going to see. Jeeves here. <laughs> <laughs> What's around the park, Jeeves? <laughs> I'll go. So, uh... <laughs> I'll go. Ch- I mean, I'll do a preliminary look. I don't think we're going to find anything interesting, but I'll go check the bags and the gear. Uh, same story. You find the same thing. Nothing of note. Nothing that you think is a clue. Uh, the gear is scattered out there, mostly ruined, and start already starting to be taken by the sea. 
Okay. You know, these waterlogged rations are, are very tasty, but I've got nightmarish diarrhea now. I just thought I'd share <laughs> that with everyone. You actually, you ate them? Well, yes, I thought that the salt <laughs> it would make them taste better. Turns out not the case. You mm. wouldn't last a week on the ship. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to go into the woods again. Just a moment. Uh, uh, Asherian will be, while this is going on, he's going to kind of be standing near the bodies. But he's going to be doing this where he's facing his head and his body straight towards them. But he's actually looking out towards the left and towards the forest. And he's trying to see if he can see just anything out in there that might be near. Uh, you come up with nothing. It's uh, You can even do a little perimeter search if you'd like. And... I mean, once again, you find some tracks, you find some scenes of, of combat not far away, uh, you know, blood markings here and there. And the same, all the same story. These look like uh, they were handled with spears uh, very masterfully. You notice like that to be able to do that sort of close-in combat with spears is impressive. That requires a lot of training. And to carve his initials in such a way, with that for, it's like calligraphy. Yes, but that symbol makes my head hurt. <laughs> And you can once again see where the bodies, bodies were dragged down to this section of the beach. You know, in Old Ferriden, there was a town called Innsmouth, not too far from here. Ah, yes, Innsmouth. <laughs> mm. that's, a, that's a lovely place, Innsmouth is. <laughs> it's lovely in those summers. Mm-hmm. You like the deep ones, do you? <laughs> no comment. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, are you guys deep doing anything one. with the bodies? In- yeah, about five feet. Just far enough where they, the tide won't reach them. But I won't cut off their heads this time. Okay. Now we're doing science. Interesting. So uh, what are you guys doing next? You have uh, just a little bit of time left before you lose the light completely. It's getting really close to darkness. I mean, I'd say we push it. Yeah, I don't like sleeping near bodies for some reason. (laughs) Our characters definitely wouldn't have a hang-up about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, what what is your plan? How far do you think you want to go? I think we want to go up until the point where it's dark. Hey, Thumb, how many of those uh, bottles of... uh, Seeing at night, do you, could you make? Uh, let's see. I could make uh, quite a few. How long do they last? Good question. I want to say it's an hour. Well, we could take just go further down the beach a little bit, start watches. If we don't need a fire, it might not be a bad idea to not have one. Yeah, you guys could get a little more. I mean, this close to the water, it's going to be uh, nice. Uh, you know, it's still fairly bright. So you guys could definitely travel a little further if you want, but I mean you do need to rest for the evening at some point. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying we we do something that. Uh, I'm just saying that we go until we really can't see, and at that yeah. point we. Okay. Because uh, I worry about uh, cultist children. Yeah, if there are ways we can push the pace, well, we do it. Yeah. Okay, so you travel a few more miles. Ten you, minutes goodness. for the uh, dark vision elixir, by the way. Oh, so it doesn't uh, really? Well, so. Yeah, Damn. until until I take the if I took the level four one, it's an hour. Well, but like if someone's on watch and they hear something, yeah, then you could you could check it. So you guys travel a few few more miles, get a little further down the the beach before it's getting pretty late. It's pretty dark, and you know at some point you do need to go ahead and settle in and get some rest. So any anything particular to do before you sleep or? Um, you know, since we, we know that there must be some sort of tribe or something that's around here, I'm, I'm just going to look around for any signs of, um, you know, I don't know, trails or humanoid passage or anything like that, just to see. I mean, um, I mean, we could be setting ourselves up for an ambush here. I mean, well, we yeah. See somebody attacking in the middle of the night. I think everyone feels we're in somebody's territory right now. Yeah. Wait. So if you do a little perimeter search of your, um, your campsite or where you want to make your campsite, you don't find anything amiss. I mean, it's just everything, what you find, no um, 
No tracks, no anything from here. Anything we can do to make it easily more defensible? Build some barricades? I've got an idea. Um, If you three think you can make it through the night without a fire. Yeah, I I mean, sure, you know. I say we set up a fire about, I don't know, 20 yards that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, false. Yeah, it's not a particularly cold evening. Being this little close to the water cools it off a bit more, but uh, it's, it's definitely comfortable. Yeah. Well, because you, you didn't use any spells, right, Asherian? No. Father, you didn't actually use any spells, right? I haven't. So, like, a light rest shouldn't matter because they don't need to recharge. So we don't have to usually get, like, the full eight hours or whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't want to be exhausted, like, have any sort of penalty, but, you know, we don't have to sleep as much as we normally do. Okay, so you're setting up a campfire a little ways down the beach? Yeah. yeah. Like, on the beach, too. Right. Like, not, just, like, far enough down that, like... Whoever is on guard can be watching. Yeah. You know. Okay. See if some mermen come also, out of the water or the village or also, um, where are we where are we setting camp? I say not on the beach, like off the beach. Off the beach. But oh. just enough to give you some cover. Yeah, just close enough to do that. Well, I was mainly asking because I want to know is there would there be any shrubbery nearby? Uh, you can pick wherever you want, so you can okay. pick a spot with a shrubbery. Because the Sherian might might do a thing that he may or may not have done multiple times before of uh just hiding in a bush and keeping an eye on. <laughs> okay. There's, there's like one bush for like 50 yards. <laughs> yeah. And he, he's, he's in it. He's got like one palm front in front of him. Yeah. No one can see me. Right. Poor Sherry never left that jungle. That's right. <laughs> so much to your surprise, the evening passes with nothing happening. You, uh, the campfire eventually burns down low off in the distance and you see... No sights. You hear a few sounds, but nothing that you wouldn't have expected to hear at night. There are animals in the area. Uh, you know, at one point you're pretty certain you hear a, a coyote off in the distance. Sound of a T-Rex roar. Mm. Yeah. But but nothing nothing beyond that one. You know, a lot of gulls as the morning approaches. You can hear them squawking up and down the beach. Um, you can see a few crabs coming out of the water at night, up and along, down along the beach. And at one point in time, there is a small creature down the beach a ways, not too far from the fire. You can't quite make out what it would be. It's small, maybe the size of like a muskrat or something. You never really get a good look at it and before it scurries back off. All fairly ordinary for a night camped out near the beach. I, I feel that if we are being observed by uh, some, some tribe, that they sense our innate goodness and, and our nobility of purpose. Meanwhile, meanwhile, back at, like, Watertown. <laughs> Kill anyone that has this dagger. <laughs> that evil. Take so, these goggles of dagger sensing. <laughs> so uh, most of your paranoia seems to be for naught as you guys are packing up to get ready for another day of travel. Paranoia is never for naught. Just because you're paranoid <laughs> doesn't mean they're not out to get you. <laughs> uh, and when uh, one moment... Everything seems to be fine, and the next moment you look down, and there are eight figures who have emerged from the water right at the edge of the beach, looking directly at you. With hands open in greetings of uh, of welcome, with gifts? No, they're all they're all carrying spears. No, Richard, that's, that's not how this goes. Let's, water, they have pearls. They're giving us pearls. Water, Doris, welcome. Well, welcome. People. We have so many mermaids, one for each of you. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. So before you, having just come up out of the water... Uh, very stealthily, I might add, you see humanoids. They have light blue skin, uh, webbed hands, obviously, from here you can assume that their feet are the same. They have large heads with large eyes and obvious gills down uh, near their cheeks and along their neckline. 
They wear leather clothing made of the hide of a dark blue sea creature and a chest piece and skirt made with dark green scales, also made from an unknown denizen of the sea. They carry wicked-looking spears and they carry short knives that appear to be carved from coral. They look at you very menacingly with their spears pointed at you, and they start making a chittering noise uh, as though they are communicating on some level or another. At this point, they seem to be holding steady and waiting to see what you do. No, no, no quick movements, lad. Yeah. And they are water dwellers. We can run if we need to. The one thing we didn't do at any point, I'm thinking, is purchase like a um, like a scroll or a potion of either tongues or... Um, Where the hell would we have bought Comprehend that? languages. Well, <laughs> I theoretically could have, I think, and I didn't think about searching for such a thing. I don't think the town or, has a magic shop. So, if someone yeah. were able to craft a comprehension elixir... Does one have such an ability? I do. This could be the triumph of the scholar here. This is your chance to be the greatest of all time. While he's looking that up, Rich, are they just because they're holding spears doesn't mean they're brandishing them? Like, they they are definitely brandishing these spears. Okay. They have them in a combat stance, mm-hmm. and they look ready to charge. The this um, and Ashirian. One thing that you definitely notice you, that you're looking at here, you're seeing a formation. Yeah. This is not eight people who randomly stood up. They they look trained. This is what you would see from a platoon who had uh, practiced this maneuver before and knew what they were doing. Well, based off what I'm seeing, how you've arranged the mini, they seem to have a high point here, with where on that point they have the wedge formation going on. So the rest of it is just a battle line, but that's obviously the point that they're expecting to charge from. So that's why they have it arranged in a wedge like that. It's not unreasonable for you to assume that this could be who's in charge. But these, just the stance that they have. Why would the person in charge be in the front? You know, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, but you... Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, good luck with that. You can just definitely tell by the way they seem to be glancing at him that these are soldiers awaiting a command. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll go talk to them. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll I'll put out my hands like this, like I like I've got my weapon in hand. Mm-hmm. I will hold it up and I will sheathe it, and then put my other hand out to show that it is open, and um, see what kind of reaction I get. Uh, so I don't know why, but I'm a hundred percent imagining these guys as looking like the fish man from Hellboy. They, I mean, what are they looking? It's not too far off. <laughs> Abe Sapien. Yeah, if you yeah, look at Abe, Abe Sapien, that's not far. Um, I'll also step up five feet, but again with the hands, and I'll just pause there to see what kind of. All right. Uh, is anybody else holding a weapon still? Oh yeah, so, I'm not. I'm not pointing it at him, but I'm doing that thing where it's resting on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. So the lead spearman, he he saw you throw the weapon down, and he points kind of towards your weapon with the spear, mm-hmm. and he looks up at the rest, and he gives a downward motion with the spear. You know, as he's mm-hmm. he's doing the point it, push down, point it, push down. Now, to so be clear, I sheathed it. I didn't. Oh, you throw, I didn't it? throw it in the ground. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, that's what he's doing. He's pointing it. As in throw it away? And he's gesturing at your weapon and then I gotcha. pointing down towards and the ground. I'll look at him and I'll go, all right, guys. I go, no. I, I, uh, you uh, know, I'm not going to do that. I'm not disarming myself, sir. Um, Assyrian will take his hatchet out from his back and mm-hmm. then throw it down. Okay. So second, but you still have your primary weapon. Uh, I am the weapon. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and I, I'll say something. I'll say, if... Um, gosh. I don't know if you can understand this, but we don't mean any harm. We don't like pirates either, and we applaud, we applaud what you did. We're not pirates. So again, he gives you the gesture. 
-hmm. And he takes a, a small step forward. I'm not going to move him on the map, but because he's not really moving that far forward. But he is. Uh, he he takes a step forward, and as he does in step, every, all the other seven behind him take pretty much the exact same practice step. Mm -hmm. do, um, do they take it with the same foot? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Okay. Um, I, I'm glancing at him. I'm like, we don't want any trouble. We want to talk to you. Talk to you. Hey, Thab, are you working on something? No. That'll, that comprehension elixir is for reading, not speaking. You know, you, the old comprehend languages, you could understand. You couldn't talk back, but you could, you could understand both written as well as spoken languages, although it didn't give you the ability to communicate. I, I think his is a little different, though. It, it's well, not you were the spell. Looking, it was, right? You were looking up the comprehend. Oh, you have No, a, okay, I have an elixir. Okay, I got you. That right. I just thought it was based on the spell or something, so. Unfortunately not. Okay, well, I mean, guys, we may have a conflict here, and I don't necessarily want to fight these guys, but if they're going to be unreasonable about it, I'm not going to disarm them. Why don't we five foot back? I mean, here's the deal. Like, there's no way in hell they can beat us on the ground. And and just for the record, like, they have legs. Yeah. Uh, and their, their feet are webbed. Neat. Uh, but, I mean, they, <laughs> other than that, they look basically humanoid. I mean, there's nothing that would restrict them from, say, running or moving. That's okay, because if they run for 10 minutes on land, away from the water, that's nothing has changed for us. There's got to be something that would be different for them. Like, I mean, well, if we they've could, spent the last 100 years walking around. you guys start backing away to, to the jungle, I, I mean, I, you know, because I'm not throwing anything down. Yeah. Like, and if we're going to fight them, I don't want to do it near the water. Yeah. So... If, if they want, if wanna, they want to hunt us down, if, they can hunt us down. If they move forward. Do we want to move forward back five feet? Yeah. Start backing our way into yeah, the well, jungle. So you start to take a step back, and um, that is when you notice a little ways out in the water, just behind you, see a, a hippocampus. His head emerge up from the water, and he makes a, a chittering noise. Now that you realize it's very similar to what you heard from the the men there in the water, and the lead one turns around and he chitters something back. I throw my scythe on the ground. Okay. No. Don't throw it. our fireball. Which scythe? Wait to see what they do. So there's a momentary back and forth where they chitter back and forth to each other. And then the guy in the lead makes a hand motion of some sort. And the others bring their spears up and to their side. They're still holding on to it. Yeah. But they're no longer pointing them your direction. They're... They're holding them up, and they still are at the ready. They're at guard, on guard. Yes. They, not, work. Yeah. they work for bloody um, Carlisle's daughter. Like, I'll smile, and like you know, as in, yes, yes, we wish to talk. We uh, wish to talk. So the, the guy in front slowly approaches. He is still brandishing his spear, but he is moving cautiously forward, much like you figured you would yeah. in a situation like Should this. Should we move forward cautiously? At that point, well? I'll sheath my weapon, mm -hmm. and I'll walk up to him, and I'll let him point the spear at my chest. Okay. What was... What was the name again of Carlisle's daughter we're trying to find? Uh, we should call her Captain Lena. Yes. I will pipe up. We will only speak to Captain Lena. Now, if you please. Okay, so Alder, you never actually get to the point where you, you know, you're going you know. to just like walk up to where it's in his chest. Yeah. And as you get close, he pulls it back and up. Not completely like on guard, but he pulls it enough that he's not going to let you just walk right up into the yeah. spear. And, you know, he's, he's very cautious. This guy is... On guard, uh, you know, he, he seems to be ready, but at the same time, he also seems to be relaxed. Uh, you know, he's not anxious, but he is prepared. Yeah. And what was it you said here to him? I said, Captain Lena, <laughs> is that who you work for? Where are you? He eyes all of you very closely, and he says, speak, speak your name. 
can <laughs> does speak common, at least in some manner. Alder Billet Smythe the Third, Duke of Caliban, inheritor of the Golden Fleet, Lord of the Red Satin Shores, at your he, leisure. He, he looks a little like startled at you, and he looks at the rest. He says. All landwalkers name this long. He looks at us, we're all rolling our eyes. Going, oh, Only the great hey, ones. Hatham Hallwood, uh, maker of potions, inheritor of that weird scythe on the ground, and uh, owner of uh, many bombs. Are you an inheritor if you strike a deal with the devil? Don't know what you're talking about. Absolutely not. It's passed down through the family. It had to be at least two generations prior. Mm-hmm. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to walk forward again with hands up next to Alder, and I say... Uh, I'm, I am I am Father Becker, and I bring you blessings. I, I touch my he, holy symbol on my chest. He still looks very cautiously at all of you. He sees the holy symbol, doesn't have any inherent reaction. That's good, because um, he's like, oh, <laughs> you're the chosen. The evil Kill him! <laughs> so he looks over, and uh, Alder, you see he kind of points to a place on himself, mm-hmm. and he, he looks at you, and he says, show me, show me clan. You think this is where the Dark Lancer tattoo would be. Oh, Oh, so Alder like pulls his shirt aside and shows there's no tattoo. He looks at the rest of you and his moment. Mm-hmm. Um, then he kind of takes a step back and you know finally puts his spear back up, you know more towards his shoulder, and he says, um, "Why are you here? We seek Captain Lena. Uh, you seek you seek Captain Cap uh, a friend of ours. His daughter is Captain Lena. He's worried that she's in danger. We've been sent from Port Holbeck to find her." He stops for a moment as though he's processing all information, and he kind of turns his head to the left and begins chittering very loudly back out uh, towards the direction of the sea. Uh, the hippocampus chitters back, and he says to you, how do you know Captain? We don't know her personally. We know her father. We know of her. We, we've been She's sent so to, make, to make sure she is safe. You know father. You have token from house. Uh, show, show the Alder ring. pulls out the ring. Okay, uh, he looks at it, and his eyes get a little bit wide when he looks at it. Um, and I'll do, like, the little manipulation to show it goes from one to the other. They attack. Great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> ah, Carlisle, fine. Clay, ah! <laughs> so he, um, he finally looks a little more at ease, and he actually backs up just a little bit and motions you... Step you guys, up! No. <laughs> he, motions you, <laughs> he motions you guys to follow him to the beach, and he makes some hand motions, and his companions slip back into the sea. So you see them move back and eventually disappear into the water. Uh, now, if you're keen-eyed and you're watching, you'll notice that they are not gone, but they are now swimming yeah. up and down the shore. Uh, and, Shireen, you might notice that it looks like they're actually monitoring a perimeter. Mm-hmm. Mm. But he moves down back towards the water, and uh, you guys move with him. He, he just... He motions you that direction. He's not going to get uh, really to the water, but near it. Yeah. Just so you sure. know, me no breathy waddy. Oh, say, that wasn't loud enough. You need Sorry. to say it louder yes, and, and yes. slower, please. <laughs> he, he, he looks at you and he goes, your language is not as good as most landwalker. Uh, that's true. <laughs> and I, He points out to the hippocampus that is a little ways out, and he says, this one is servant of who you seek. Mm. Oh, uh, uh, can he bring... Can it bring the captain to us? We would love to parlay with her. He he knows not where she is. He is looking for her too. Does he think she is on land? He thinks so. He has been looking for her. He come find us and get our help. Her kind are known to us. How did she how did she get separated from him? There was battle far from here. They have ship. I point to the south. Yeah, they're the, the kind southeast. Of, kind of that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, she escaped. Her friend, they escape. 
they run into uh, they run into problem, and they are separated. She comes on land, and he go looking for her. They what, run into what sort of problem? They uh, you you have no word in your language. It is a uh, creature of the sea, very dangerous. We hunt them. Some what, sort of sea monster. I mean. What do you mean, her kind? Her clan. Who's she with? Ah, uh, clay. Like you, they are known to us. Long ago, they're friends to us. You should know we. We are glad to have met you. We again, we seek only her safe return, and we are no friends of Dark Lancers. We are glad that you've taken out the ones that you did. Yes, we know uh, they they speak of war, but did not come here until now. My we, patrol, we find many, we kill them. We are we are warriors too. At our home at Port Hallback, many pirates, many pirates invaded. And we repelled them. We made them go out. We killed, we killed many of them. Yes, we know of landwalkers there. Mm-hmm. I blew up a ship. You blew we, up a ship. We, I love talking about blowing mm-hmm. up a ship. Oh, yeah. We don't travel far, but many of those, uh, many of those under our care do. We what, are aware of your return. What is your name? I am patrol leader Akaran. Akaran, who are your people? What are they called? My people? And he gestures out. You, know, you can mm-hmm. see that some of his people. Mm-hmm. We, are, we, are, we are warriors. We are soldiers. We are, you, uh, we have nothing we call ourselves, uh, they, they call us children of the sea, but we used to be called something different, but that was long ago. Richard, I, I don't want to metagame here, but would these be undines? Sort of. Yeah, not quite. They're going to be a thing of their own, I gotcha. but um, that's, they're of that ilk. Okay. I'm they're, not sure, I'm, I've never been sure I'm pronouncing that correctly, but. Um, eh, long, long story short, you're looking at some sort of a half-breed. I got you. What lands do you, uh, what do you claim as your area? We, we want to avoid conflicts in the future. He, he just, the, uh, he turns around and he gestures off, uh, mostly to the north, and he says, we make, we make home in the islands. Mm. He gestures to the sea. The sea is ours. Stay off the sea and everything should be fine. So he was gesturing up in this direction. Did you write his name down? Hmm? What was his name again? Akaran. <laughs> Akaran. He said, our people, we lived there in secret for many years. Long ago, when evil was in the land, we had to hide. The landwalkers here, they tried to kill us. They tried to wipe us out, but we hid deep, deep in the caves. Once, now they're, once they're gone and much of the darkness has disappeared, we are now multiplying and taking back our ancestral lands. Normally we leave this part alone, but we come here for our friend. Do you ever have trouble with your dead coming back? Uh, no. We stay away from darkness. We know the dead live in the darkness. You know a bit of that uh, darkness, then. What have you learned? We know little. We stay away. But elders speak of time before darkness and when darkness came. We know it is very dangerous. We stay away. It is where, it is where the children live, the other children. Other children? Yes. Are they bad? Do you expound on that... We are children of the sea. They are children of the evil. Oh. Oh, good. We get to deal with that. See. We, we, once, we were once mighty and powerful servants of the goddess, but our elders speak of her death many years ago. Your goddess died? Yes. This is what we believe. What, uh, can you describe your goddess? What, what, uh, what, what uh, was she? What, what, uh, she held power over what? She was goddess of the sea. We are her children. Mm-hmm. That's why we are children of the sea. We're really going in circles to, now. Can you get a knowledge of religion on what, what they, who they may be referring to? Sure. Uh, not the greatest role. Fifteen? 
Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know that during the God's War, there were a number of gods that died. So we're going that far back? Yes. Okay. Uh, that, this, well, as far as you know, that's how far back they're going. And it, it's not unheard of that there was once a goddess of the sea. Uh, Alder, you may even know something of this, because many of the sailors believe that's why the sea is now so unpredictable, mm -hmm. because the goddess is no longer there, so it's just wild and chaos. Uh, some people believe that maybe she's not truly dead, that she's just no longer formed. So that's also why there's so many storms, there are so many uh, unpredictable winds, because she's no longer a divine creature. There she's are just... tales of sailors seeing a woman out on the deep waters, just walking. Do, uh, do your people still worship the dead goddess? In so much as we are her children, but we know she is gone. I say this because uh, I'm a man of cloth and a person of deep moral and religious conviction, and uh, I might just mention... <laughs> Shut up. I'm getting, I'm getting some <laughs> strange looks from my companions. I don't know why that's happening. I say, you know, if you, if you resume your worship of her, um, someday your people, you know, if you ever know, might be able to bring her back. The wise people of our people think as much, hmm. but has been long time. Yes, well, it's not something that can happen overnight. We, many times we are almost gone. We are now using this time to better our people. So much, so much has happened to us in the past is very bad. So we, we, we feel this is time for us to rise again. I, I agree. And you know, I, I think, I wonder uh -huh. if there couldn't have a mutually beneficial <laughs> relationship with the inhabitants of Port Hallback who are looking to um, you know, um, rise, if you will, uh, once again. I can't imagine any sort of situation where an indigenous people that came in with some uh, some folks with colonial aspirations, <laughs> where there'd be any sort of negative repercussions about that. He, he looks at you somewhat, not just questioningly, but skeptically. Mm -hmm. He says, mm, wise people tell us that there is still evil in the land. Mm, we right. sense it. They know it is there. We must be diligent, but land is not yet free. We hope to put a stop to such evil, in fact, we are on the trail, in, in addition to our mission to rescue um, the captain, um, we know that there are some bad people that intend to do some bad things very soon, and we are trying to, uh, to catch up to them so that we can stop them. So you go to Landwalker City? You mean Port Hallback? No, you are, from, you are from Old City. Yes. Yes. There's another city? There is New City. Where? Uh, nearby, he he kind of points a direction which would be map over. Oh. Would be this way. He's yeah. not talking about like the right. old country. No. He's, he's talking about so they so landwalkers have created a new city there. Yes, w very soon. Very no, not soon. Very recently. What were they, the numbers? They move. Uh, we not count they, but they are near sea. Like hard with the webs and the not so many fingers. Mm -hmm. See, so they are near the sea. We we do not approach. So close, but we have seen them. Can, can you give us good directions to get there? Because that may be where we need to go to stop the evil thing from happening. So he stops and he thinks for a second, and he leans down in the sand and begins to draw a makeshift map. He draws the, the, the isthmus area that you are uh, down into this area here, and he say, you, this is where you yes. from, yes? yes? Mm -hmm. He goes, mm, yes. Uh, where you have, uh, your wood is oyster. Mm. Yes. I, they're delicious. Yes. Are, now is not the time for delicacies. Their lives at stake. I, I also enjoy clams, wait, especially they were, if they're fried. Wait, Port oh, Holbrook had oysters. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, they've been holding out on us. Oyster cordon bastard. Uh, back in the day, Port Holbeck was colloquially named, uh, known as Oyster Bay, simply because they harvested so many oysters there. That was a, 
big commodity uh. traded from that area. Now they're undead oysters. But, you know, I could have invested in oysters. Spicy. Not bought a stupid house. A lot of oysters <laughs> up and down those cliff faces there. So he kind of draws the map and he says, "We live here. This this our home." Uh. Patrol leader. He, he points to a specific guy and he says, "Patrol leader have uh, you say uh, fort harem." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have fort here and you... landwalkers here. Oh. Is it, it? Can one get all the way there by by going by the through the beach? Uh, no, you and even you would know from the maps. The usual maps are a little more detailed than this. That making it through this area here is climbing. Okay, this so is we, this is very we need elevated. To cut across and then go. So you're you're pretty familiar with this area then. Uh, would it be faster, you think, to go through the hills, or would you be able to ferry us by any chance through the water around to the other side? We have no steed for you to ride. Oh, bloody hell. Not a whale or some sort of... Some uh, sort of Pokemon lost. hanging out <laughs> in the back. <laughs> that could be my a gil- sea steed. A gilding, perhaps. <laughs> would look pretty bitching if I could ride a hippocampus. Maybe a, <laughs> uh, maybe a kraken? He could hold uh, the four of us. Uh, and uh, <laughs> is all help I give you people. But landwalkers here if you go. What do you mean, you people? How dare you, sir. Do, do your people fight many monsters that uh, are in the bay um, north of where your, your islands are, or north, north and west of where your islands are? Yes, we fight many sea creatures. Evil one once put them in sea to kill us. Oh, so they were, oh, that was oh, a, wow, a that's lich. Some... Um, yeah. Damn. He, he, <laughs> he was jealous of our, uh, he, he points out, he kind of holds his hands up and points at the webbing. He was jealous at our... Uh, we live where we live. He was jealous of us in water, so he sent evil creatures after us. Mm-hmm, I'm sure. Yeah. Hopefully petty. Yes. Seems well, like. But... And Karim, we are in no way an official representative of our, our town. Much as he tried. Uh, However, we extend our friendship personally to you. And when we return to our home, we will tell our people, and we should seek you out to make official friendships. I will report to elders... What, what has happened today? I have no gift to give you. We didn't know you existed. Um, Except for this negative material dagger, <laughs> negative energy dagger. Well, like, use it to slay your I phones. would offer him my dagger, like not the crazy one, but just my normal one. Like, I, it will rust, though. It will not be good for you. But We use not land weapon. Mm. We must have weapon for sea. I have half a bottle of McGinty's whiskey, <laughs> if that I, interests actually, you. He, he said there were two bottles that were still sealed that we found. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. What you're saying is you're giving the indigenous people's fire water? <laughs> for God's <laughs> sakes, man. Also, take this blanket. Oh, let, let me have it for a second. Oh, God. Oh. <coughs> yes, Damn, yes. Damn. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Cut it out. Cut, cut this part out. He goes, he finally he goes, we must, we must go now. If you find Captain, you bring her back here. We will bring friend here for, for them to meet. Very well. We will. We patrol this beach often. I'll extend my hand. We will. We will find it an uh, act of friendship. Yes, yes. Friends, we are. Yes. I'm Yoda. All of a sudden. Yes, friends, <laughs> no. we are. Before you go. No. Yes. What is your rank, soldier? I am patrol leader. Yes. A, stupid. Ashirian <laughs> uh, like stands straight and heels together, toes apart, and gives the man a salute. Uh, he recognizes it for what it is. You know, he, they may not have the same type of salute. But he recognizes it, and he kind of stiffens up, 
like you do with a salute, and he brings his spear up, and he taps it twice to his, pretty much his shoulder, around of his chest, but he taps it twice there and nods at you in return. And then plunges it through your chest, because that's the... As they do. Like, yeah, I mean, that's his appropriate. Tradition. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he, he says, may the dead goddess still bless you. And he quickly kind of just, not really sprints back into the water, but almost bounds back into it, and off he goes. It's been a well, but you know what? It feels like it has been a busy morning already. <laughs> I know. They seem Woo. nice. It's going to be a shame to wipe them out. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I pick up my sickle. And we have made beautiful home in area with much red sand. Like uh, shame. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, so, colonialism was such a fine, fine thing. Yeah, I'll pick up my hatchet before we leave. So, what is your plan from here? I have marked on the map. Approximately where he located that the new city was. Nothing's like, really changed. I guess mm-hmm. we go to the west as far as we are. I mean, is it? could you point on the map where we are at this point? You guys are about right here. So we can maybe travel a little further. Well, I mean, if we're right there, though, that's the shortest. we gotta, we got to start heading inland to go around those hills. Uh, you know, I think we should skirt. This is just my, my opinion. But I think we should skirt the foothills of the mountains. Because maybe we'd find a pass or something. Well, I, mean, I think it's the only path we really have, to be yeah. honest. Like, there's if, not if much we, go, we could do. If we go all the way around the hills, we're just wasting too much time to avoid hills. I'm just saying that we're offering that we go around the hills and the mountains. I'm saying that we could just cut, through, go through the hilly area, but not the mountains. Because the mountains is going to be hard to pass, but the hills are way easier. Yeah, I agree. I'm just suggesting it, that we, we keep yeah. the mountains in sight because maybe we'll find, you know, maybe we'll see a way. See to a so, mountain pass up. So if you guys went, say, like this, this, oh, no, and no. this, then you could get completely around the hills. If, however, you went, say, like about this yeah, route, that, you could be in easily navigable hills without having to do, say, climbing. That, that's what we're looking for. You know, you might have to have a few slopes to make your way up here and there. But it would be very much like... Um, you know, it, it'd be like hiking some of the areas around here, actually. You know, you got some you got some decent hills, um, but nothing too crazy. We're sturdy. There's also opportunities for maybe Haytham to do his naturalist thing, mm-hmm. looking at the mountains. And if we did find some sort of path or whatever, it'd be worth to map out. You know, legends yeah. tell of an ancient dwarven mine that, that was abandoned for some reason years ago. I'm sure we could just cut through the mountains. You mean Dwarf Dorado? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there could be ancient treasures uh, deep within those mines that we might still be able yeah. to uh, acquire. I, I do agree, though, if we can, maybe keep an eye out for mountain passes. So that way we can find our El Halouf, because that went so mm-hmm. well, am I right? Yes. So you... Um, trying too hard on that one. You guys... <laughs> <laughs> you guys begin to travel, and that is... You're going to skirt the mountains into the rolling hills, and better than that, may take about as direct a path as you can to uh, the area in which he was pointing to you. So uh, off you go, and it works out pretty easily. You travel the rest of the day, but now you're moving further away from the sea. I wave goodbye to the Pokemon. <laughs> Uh, and you guys are coming across a little more foliage here. Nothing so heavy as dense forest, but a lot more trees, a lot more bushes, a lot more shrubbery. And there are a few rock outcroppings as you as you, know, you get into this area. It's not dissimilar from, say, the Missouri area in which we are very familiar. And it is late in the day, and again, you guys are considering how much further do you go uh, before you make camp when you hear noise. Shit. It is wings flapping. Uh, oh, but unlike no. normal wing slapping, this sounds very large, uh, not like bird-like. You hear this from a ways away. And sure enough, uh, soon spiraling down from a uh, cloud is a very large creature with very large wings. It lands just a little ways in front of you, and you see it has the body of a wolf, even though it stands on two legs. 
It has the head and ears of a bat and large leathery wings. It is probably in the neighborhood of 10 to 11 feet tall. And it looks very nasty and vicious. And it looks at you from a distance and he says, Which one of you is a Shirian? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? Every damn. What, what is going on here? So, man? so the three of us that's not a Shirian just take a step back. Yeah. <laughs> you got this one, right? He looks at you and he, sa- he says, I should leave you alive and kill the rest. Oh, well, wait. Uh, uh, I'm a Shirian. Hang on. No, oh, I'm a Shirian. I'm a Shirian. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he? <laughs> uh, well, we're going to figure that out on the next episode of the Adventures Vault Podcast. God damn it, Assyrian! I didn't do this! This is another fine mess you've gotten me Every into. Every time, it's your damn baggage that we got to deal with, I swear. <laughs>